0: Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Nakia, and welcome to the Fearless Kia podcast. So let's get into this. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome everyone to the Fearless Kia podcast. Hope everyone is still at home, staying safe and with your loved ones, talking to them and staying connected as much as possible. Um, As you guys know, I usually like to start off with a quote of the day. So this week's quote is, you are a queen, so even when they push you, don't take the crown off. That's by Alexandra L., Alex L. on Instagram. I know she's a very popular self-help, self-love, self-development author, as well as voice in our community. So I wanted to set the tone with that quote. But let's get into this week's guest. Jifa Yotter is a proud Guyanan American production professional with almost a decade of experience working in live action video production. Originally from the Bronx, but currently living in L.A., she's worked with artists from Nick Jonas to The Baby, Taylor Swift to Aria Lennox, and with brands like Beats by Dre, Pepsi, and Team Epiphany, she enjoys traveling, cooking, discovering new food, anything related to food, really, and linking with her family and friends for soul replenishment. Most importantly, though, she believes in God, his divine plan for her life, and being physically, mentally, and emotionally present for the journey of life. It's a pleasure to welcome to the Fearless Kia podcast, Jeef Yotter. Hey! I said <laughs> I know it's Jeef, but you know, Jeep, you gotta tell I everybody you it's like your two cool. or three nicknames that everybody calls you.
1: Right. We, in the
0: podcast, I may say Jeep not Jeepa, but I want to make sure.
1: Gifa <laughs> works, Jeep, Chief Jeep, um, Jeep-y, Anything that's slice of Jeep, that works. Amen. Um, to
0: get into today's uh, discussion, I usually like to start off and jump right into it, Jeep. So the first question, and the most important question is, what is your deepest fear?
1: Um, yeah, you know, we all have something and I know we were chatting offline and I was just like, ah, can I say this instead, but I feel like, um, I would say my deepest fear is, uh, fear of being content really. And just fear of falling victim to self-doubt, I think a lot of us have, all of us truly have untapped potential that we haven't yet unlocked. And I think in that is a bit of fear. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a fear of the unknown. There's a fear of, you know, whether you're ready for it or not. Um, So many things. And I think that that fear can be so crippling that you're willing to essentially reside with the fact that maybe that's not for you versus pushing Mm -hmm. the limits um, and pushing human limits, the limits that we don't think that we've actually put on ourselves um, and just breaking past those barriers to far surpass what we ever thought that we could actually overcome. So yeah, I think that's a fear of mine that as a Virgo, you know, I just naturally overthink things and I'm in my head all the time about things. I mean, I can't tell you how many ideas that I sit on or how many things And I'm just like, well, you know, maybe it's better suited for someone else if someone else is better mm-hmm. suited for that. And I've been in the way of my own blessings for yeah. a lot of those things. Um, so it's just really trying to figure out how to overcome that self-doubt, really.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, did that develop from somewhere? Was there a specific incident or event that kind of made you um, think that you aren't enough or start to self-doubt or is it most more self-imposed or are they interconnected?
1: It's possible that it's interconnected. You know, I can't quite put a conscious thought to what could potentially trigger something like this. But it's very possible that it's unconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would. I can hundred percent say that it's self-imposed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm definitely my my biggest critic, my hardest critic, and because of that, that's why I don't feel as though I give my fullest gifts to the world. Because I'm just like, well, you know, maybe if you take a little more time and work on this and finesse this and and do that, and then maybe you have a little more time to do this, and you know, next thing you know, nothing ever gets done. But you mm-hmm. know, the biggest accomplishment in it all is at least starting. And I think that that's part of the journey that I'm on now is just to at least start something. Um, And, you know, just finding it in myself. um, Again, digging deep to figure out, I guess to your question, where does this come from and how do I overcome this? Because like I said, it can be very, very crippling. Mm -hmm. And I know that I have so much untapped potential to unlock and this is not the thing this is not the fear that I want to take me down.
0: Yeah. How do you immobilize that fear and self-doubt?
1: I try to really feed myself and my mind with positivity and things that that work for me. Um, mm-hmm. I think in all of this and just trying to do some soul searching, I've really just tried to spend time with myself and figure out the things that my soul actually likes and the things that makes my heart jump and smile, and then the things that I'm just like, you know, maybe this this doesn't move me in the way mm-hmm. that I want it to, um, and really feeding into the things that actually move me in a positive way, and that's the source of my motivation, and that's why I pull from to get out of these ruts, and, you know, we all have to tell it to ourselves, but we're more than enough, you know, right. and the things that we think that we're not capable of, we likely are. And we need to get out of our heads about it and out of
0: our own way. Yeah. And you were talking about noticing things or energies that feed your soul. I was going to ask you, when are you vibrating at your highest frequency? And what does that look like to you?
1: Yes, vibrating. Because that's exactly, you know, that book spoke to my soul so much, especially through all of this quarantining and just really trying to center and figure out, you know, curate the life that you wanna live. Um, I think I'm vibrating at my highest frequency when I am pretty set in my routine. Um, That's something that I found to help me most recently. It's just figuring out a routine and sticking to it. It's the little wins, especially in like a post-COVID world. Um, Just figuring out the things that you can do. Um, and kind of pulling yourself up from your bootstraps from that. So yeah, I've put a little routine into place, waking up, prayer, tea, workout, Mm -hmm. shower, get the day going, you know, as if it were to be any other um, working day, except on the couch with no pants. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that's really how I vibrate higher in in terms of just finding some solace and keeping a routine. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, just feeding my soul with, you know, the right encouragement and with the right people and around me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, I noticed that like, even in the book that we read, which is by Layla Delilah, Mm-hmm. It is called a uh, Vibrate Higher Daily. Uh, it speaks to... Shout out to the brownies.
1: Come on, shout that. out to the
0: brownies. <laughs> brownies. That
1: was an awesome book For session. the book
0: club yes. and for the recommendation. Uh, one of the notes that she encourages as you are learning how to be in touch with your particular frequency and your vibrations, which is your energy, is to um, create a daily routine. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely think like, to your point now in COVID, recreating what does that routine look like? Because, I mean, you're in the same space all day, every day. So learning how to stay motivated and encouraged to still be creative and productive, but still allow yourself grace to kind of process your emotions and what's actually going on around you. That's a hard balance. But it's such a
1: balance, you know, and that's, I think the thing that we're all dealing with and we're all challenged with, you know, so that's what also brings me such great relief to have a platform like this, you know, um, to say something like this, because I, I know that there are other people who are feeling the same way.
0: Yeah, (coughs) sure. Um, I wanted to chat more about being content. And so I was looking at the definition of what being content means, right? So by definition, it means satisfied or showing satisfaction with things as they are. Is there something more that you're longing for in your life? That's question number one. And then two, do you think you will ever be satisfied? (laughs) All great questions. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I'd say that, I want to correct myself, I guess, by saying that I'm not not satisfied where I am in life. Um, You know, I'm actually very humbled and blessed to be where I am in life. And I consider myself a very blessed individual, um, considering all the opportunities I've been afforded both professionally and, and personally and spiritually to be where I am current state today in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um but I also think with that is this deeper longing for more and like what if I continue to just go and at this rate and with this positivity and with this kind of mindset you know can you imagine all of the things that are behind those doors yeah and I think that that excitement is what makes me fearful of just saying you know, everything's completely fine. And because everything's fine, everything's fine. You know, it's what we always say, don't fix what isn't broken. Um, And while that may be true, that is not a reason to not go for more and to yearn for more and to want more for yourself and know that you deserve more for yourself. So that's how I would clarify um, the fear of, of being content.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about your journey up to this point, specifically your career uh-huh. um, journey. So, Jeep, let's go through the receipt. <laughs> so people know, we have MTV, you were a production intern, then you were a production associate. Then you did on air promotions and production management, brand and creative production management, Viacom. Velocity production and execution. Beast by Dre, freelance producer and currently Come
1: on Recruiter
0: <laughs> a project manager for video and podcasts. Listen, people need to know the receipts, okay? That, <laughs> not to mention you were and correct me if I'm wrong, you were nominated for an Emmy during your time at Viacom, or you, Yes. Yes. And then also, also at Rap Caviar, you helped produce that cash money documentary as well as yes. like, that in yeah very
1: proud of bringing. that
0: so basically what I want to say is self self-doubt where sis <laughs> self-doubt where content wear. you know like, self okay self okay yeah no I mean
1: the receipt, you know what I'm saying totally yeah I mean that's also part of it, right? Like stopping to smell the roses, but then also getting back on the road, you know? And I think that this is all the delicate balance of life, right? You know, celebrating the highs, the lows, the wins, but then keep fighting for more and striving for more. And yeah, you know, like I said, I'm really proud of, of where I've come from. You know, I'm I'm from the Bronx, born and raised, Ghanaian parents, immigrant parents, you know, my mother was just like, there's only a future in being a lawyer, doctor, um, or teacher, you know, and (laughs) I'm neither of those things, but I would like to say that I have a future, you know, and it's no shade to my mother, you know, it's obviously what she knew is what she taught. but yeah, very, very humble beginnings. You know, I was an intern. I was a set PA filling up coolers, you know, and here I am producing content with some of the biggest artists to date. And that never leaves me and never escapes me. Every time I work on another piece, I always pinch myself to say that I can't believe I actually get paid to do stuff like this. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but again, in all of that, I'm like still hungry for more, you know? And I'm just like, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. and and continue to unlock these treasures.
0: Absolutely. Keep up that momentum. So what has your career journey taught you about yourself?
1: I've realized how patient I am. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only with myself, but with other people, and then hence my journey. Um, I will say that I've had times, which I'm sure many people have, in positions of feeling stuck. And it's just like, do I make a linear move? Do I make a jump? Is this the right thing for me? I don't
0: know. Um, You talking about my life right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I, um, again, chose to always keep pushing forward. And I would say that that's what got me to where I am now. Um, and not skipping any steps in the process, mm. I will say that there was some times why I felt like I was in this rut, and i'm like no but i i I want to go for this, I want to go for this, but you know, God has other plans most of the times, and you know will kind of set you back in ways to remind you that you can't s- skip steps and that mm-hmm. there are things to learn at every part of the journey, even if you feel like you squeeze all of the juice out of that leaven that is your job, you know, if yeah. you haven't. And maybe there's still something to take away from the current position that you're in that you just feel so stuck in. So I just try to remain present for those little nuggets that I feel like God is always dropping in my life so that when I'm on the other side of it, I can really sit here and celebrate and truly just laugh with God like, you remember that time when I was bugging, like... <laughs>
0: yeah, but sometimes it's like, you know, as somebody who experienced that before, you know, coming to L.A., sometimes it feels like you're in, like, a holding pattern or you're in limbo, where it's like, to your point, do I take this linear move? I really believe that I'm at this level, but I feel like I'm only being sought after for this level. And so being able to... um stay positive and keep faith that you know it's coming it's just you don't know what that timing looks like and i think sometimes the hard thing about the process is like as a project manager as somebody who's working in production it's like what is the timeline yeah you know like okay this is when it's going to start this is when it's going to end but in our lives there is no definitive timeline it's an arbitrary timeline we put on ourselves and so it i think specifically career and professional wise as you were hitting on it's like these these timelines that we put on ourselves is not the timing of what god has already laid out for like and sometimes that's hard to grapple with and trusting that you know what you envision for your life is going to come to terms it's just being to your point patient enough to go through the process and learn everything you need to learn at every level
1: yeah that's it. And and trusting the process and trusting God right along um, with it and just leaving it with Him.
0: Absolutely. What are some challenges you faced in your career journey as a female in production? And how are you able to navigate those roadblocks or adversities?
1: Um,
0: great question.
1: And I would say I feel like the biggest challenges have been um, the adversity of knowing that you're a Black woman in America and you know what your experience is and up against people who maybe have rubbed shoulders against that experience and feel like they can tell the same story. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that has been the biggest challenge in my career because everything I do... Um, professionally down to the core, I bring myself and mm-hmm. myself is a Ghanaian American woman from the Bronx. Um, and that's what I know. And that's what I, again, bring to the table. So I found resistance in that um, with people who feel like they can tell a similar story from from me. Um, <clears throat> I'd say part of overcoming that has been more of a self journey for me, because you can't control what other people do or think of you. Right. I needed to understand that my experience was enough, so much so that it's led me to exactly where I am. So while you may not feel as though I'm the right voice for this, I am. And I've trusted God because God has put me here. You know, so in each of those instances, I speak in faith because of that, because I know that I've been brought here for a specific reason.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting that, you know, we talk about the defi- divine faith of God and how it impacts every facet of our lives. And I mm-hmm. know that faith is very important to you. Have you, has your faith ever been tested and what led you back to, you know, your center, to your solace, to your, you know, common ground or, you know, that that relationship with God that was kind of taken off course?
1: Yeah, um, I said it earlier, but I'm a big believer in like trusting the process and not skipping steps. Mm. And I think that that's pretty a part of the roadmap that I've adapted to my life. So when I have kind of questioned my faith, if you will, I'm reminded, I remind myself of the times of when I was exactly in the place that I'm at, at that moment. And then thinking about that journey and how I overcame that. As to say that I can obviously overcome whatever this, Faith tester is in this moment. Yeah. And I think to me, again, that's part of being physically, mentally, and emotionally present for this journey. Because if mm-hmm. you're not, then you miss all of those different moments and those learning lessons that were difficult times at one point, but now you're on the other side of it and you can look back on those as learning lessons and take some cues from that as to how to adapt, you know, on overcoming other plights in life.
0: Were there any examples that happened in your uh in your life career-wise um or per- personal that you can uh, explain and tell us like how you were able to navigate that or overcome it?
1: Yeah, um I can speak to my journey in coming to Los Angeles um, and then pursuing this opportunity at Spotify. I would say that um I was kind of unhappy with where I was before. um, Or maybe I would describe it as just feeling like I was content in that Mm. and just trying to figure out what was on the other side of my profession. And so I started doing some digging and came across the Spotify opportunity. And that just took a while. I mean, I applied and forgot about it. That's how long it took. And in the process of that, had other job opportunities and took those and turned down some and maybe wasn't right for others. And it was in that moment that I was just like, okay, God, I need a sign. I Like, you got to tell me something. And here comes Spotify. <laughs> and it's also a job in Los Angeles. And like I said, I, I was born and raised in the Bronx and was working um, in the city at the time. Mm-hmm. And I would consider that as as a faith tester because I while I knew I wanted the job it came with so much more right mm. like it came with uprooting myself from what I considered to be a comfortable lifestyle in the Bronx with like a job again that wasn't terrible to me but maybe I was in my own head about being content with it um, and then also just, I was in a relationship, you know, I, and I was someone who probably wasn't on the same journey I was on, but asking him to do the same thing that I was doing and trusting my faith and trusting my process and my journey. Yeah. Um, and I took it. And obviously I'm here now, but again, there were some trying moments and all of that. And even up to this point, that makes me sometimes think like, okay, well, was this the right move? Should I have done this again? You know, maybe I could have been fine where I was. Um, But these are a lot of the things that plague me sometimes, you know, but again, I have to understand that this is all a part of the journey. This is chapter eight, if you will. Right of a long a really 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 long bug, um and so it's just again trusting in god and putting all of my faith in him and just following in his steps for the journey whatever that might look like
0: did this move to la have a impact on your relationship for a positive um, were there moments that there were challenges that you guys had to kind of work through And the reason I ask that is because, you know, a lot of times as as women and our careers now that are a non-traditional compared to our parents and what they expected us to be, um, asking a partner, asking, you know, a boyfriend, a girlfriend to say, to uproot their lives, you know, from what is your hometown, New York City, to go to a whole nother coast away from family is a huge step, right? Um, And so I wanted to know, did that, Um, have an impact in your move over to LA and your transition here?
1: Yeah, um, I'd say both positively and negatively. Um, On the negative side, I would say that I think I realized pretty early on into being in LA that maybe I was selfishly pushing my journey on to my partner, right? Because while you move for love and you do things together, that doesn't necessarily mean that you guys are on the same path. And I say that to say, because it was me that asked him, you know, to do this thing for me. So it wasn't anything that he did. It was just like, okay, well, can we do this thing that I really want to do? But then it's also like, but what about him, right? Um, But then I think on the positive side is the what about him. And again, there's just so much potential um, that hasn't been tapped into and so many doors that have yet to be unopened that I think as a couple, and we've been together for a while, it's beautiful to be able to take that journey together, the journey of the unknown, you know, that while I came out here for a specific thing and I think I know what that thing is, you know, it hasn't quite looked like that. Um, But again, it's part of the journey and it's great to have somebody to have that journey with.
0: Absolutely. Particularly when you're coming to a whole other coast outside of your hometown. So to have this system with you is... Great to be, you know, out here. I also not just do you have that support system with um, your boyfriend, but you have that support system with your brother here. Like, how important is this fam- family play in your life? And um, what is what kind of um, principles have they instilled in you that you've taken with you along your journey? Yeah,
1: um, the family the family play is huge you know i mean anyone who knows my brother Della, is probably still shocked that he lives in los angeles you know i am too you know <laughs> but again that's god the the moment you get to jot down what you want to do he gets to jot down what what's about to happen so i think that again it was part of trusting the process and i didn't know what this journey was going to look like being the only person from my family that moved to the West Coast, and granted, we're kind of all over, but now we're talking times for time zone purposes and phone calls. And I was the first to make that leap, and I didn't know what it looked like. And then being able to have my brother out here as an additional support system, I think has also um, eased the journey in a way that maybe I didn't have to go through so many rough patches. The mm-hmm. same way, you know, while I'm here with my partner, I didn't have to go through so many rough patches because I've been so fortunate and blessed to have, such solid support system around me and that's in my boyfriend and in family
0: absolutely talk about um, your support system as well oh wait did I catch you all yeah no I was just gonna
1: answer your second part about um, what I've learned and all of that and yeah I mean my we were raised by um, our mother and it's pretty simple and that's really what I applied to my life is as to not complicate life is to be kind to people, you know, and do unto others as you want them to do unto you. I mean, my mother didn't say that, <laughs> you know, that's from the Bible, but
0: <laughs> she said
1: it so much that I thought it was her, so. <laughs> but you know, that that's truly it. We complicate life in a way that if we just apply the things that we want done to us onto other people, then you know it's that that's leading by example and I think that that'll circumvent a lot of the crazy um things that are happening in the world but anyway yeah I would say that that's probably the biggest thing that I know I do that just without thinking is just to exude a level of kindness to people mm-hmm. that I would hope could be extended to me especially in a time of need because that's really all the world needs is It's kindness and empathy at this point.
0: Absolutely. Um, Let's talk about a passion of yours, which is cooking. You love to cook. You love to gather friends. Yes. Um, And I'll be remiss not to mention that, you know, prior to us closing out the episode, but what emotional benefits has cooking had in your life?
1: So much, man. Um, Again, I think that, what I've realized of myself is that I pour so much into work and my professional life that I can sometimes neglect the things that I need and the things that make me personally happy. And it's odd because it's not like I just found out how to cook, you know, it's like, I knew, I knew how to cook. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, I just, I got a bug in me and I think it came at the right time of just needing something to depart from everything else else that was happening in my life and, and where I was mentally in my mm-hmm. own self-doubt and in my own self-reflection, good and bad. And it was just another outlet for me to just pour in another level of passion and love and all of the things that I just wanna like take out of my body and like hand to people I to say, here, just you know, just be nice. <laughs> And just really pour that into um to food and and hosting people and just watching people interact with each other mm-hmm. and just thoroughly enjoying each other's presence. I mean like it sometimes brings me to tears when I think about just how beautiful we can be if we just unite bend and just you know hold each other accountable and be there in the good and the bad, celebrate the wins, the losses you know all of that, and just really champion each other. So food is something that I found as a gateway for me.
0: Absolutely. And girl, you be throwing down in the kitchen. <laughs> you be throwing outside down. Outside needs to open back up so I can cook for you. Listen, <laughs> the best thing about outside being closed is that it's forced me to cook. Yeah, I see that in, in a lot of people and I'm loving it. And I'm like, Listen, I am so exhausted from cooking and doing dishes. It's ridiculous. However, at the same time, I'm also so at all and as shocked of how many times I'm looking at recipes. I'm looking at like what ingredients I have. what can I create today, asking my friends to, you know, take me through their like recipes so I can try, you know, different um, dishes just because I'm in the house all myself. and. Mm-hmm. It's something about the aromas of food and like just being able to take that process from the beginning to end to get a delicious meal is therapeutic in itself. But it also you're capable, right? You're capable of cooking a good dish. You know exactly. I mean, talk about untapped potential.
1: You know, unlock doors. You know, it's it's all of that, and you know, some people like puzzles, and people like putting those things together. And me, I enjoy creating meals. You know, to me, that's a puzzle. You have all of your ingredients, and how you're going to put it together to make a succinct meal. You know, that that speaks to something. You know, that tastes delicious and evokes some kind of emotion. But yeah, it's it's a form of art, I would say.
0: Absolutely it is definitely a form of art. I would you say that like cooking has been able to lead you to more creativity and productivity while you're inside, inside and that? Yeah. Out? No, 100% cuz I think that that's where I'm
1: experimenting and tapping into creative levers that that don't cost anything that and that aren't tied to the job that pays me, you know? Um it feels really good to stay creative in that realm. Um, And then to also be able to, yeah, it feels good to be creative (laughs) while cooking.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, you know, we have those moments where we're like, oh, I just don't want to today.
1: Yeah, yeah. But also shout out to the dishwasher because this is the Bronx.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, I ain't got no dishwasher. So I'm doing dishes every day. Pretty oh nice. man! My said to me, "She's like, oh girl, you need a dishwasher because that'll cut half of the the battle."
1: Yeah, it's storage. It's just dropping it right there and keeping mm-hmm. it going. Yeah, it definitely eases the pain of cooking
0: for sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, continue to make. You got to share some recipes for people so they can, you know, continue to cook. Some healthy, hearty meals at home.
1: Yes, yes. Oh, After the know. garlic parm wings, we're we gonna get into those veggie options.
0: You know what I'm <laughs> I mean, listen, a balance. You're eating chicken now, right? A balance. Oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> eating chicken now. A balance. I'm mean, keeping so it out with these meals. I <laughs> made a um, traditional Sierra Leonean dish, which my best friend, Nadia, taught
1: saw her
0: Easter, Easter. So I was like, okay, It looked amazing. I I, I was was at shock that I actually followed the steps that she told me correctly, but it was bomb.
1: Listen, keep unlocking them doors. Yes. Keep unlocking them doors.
0: Well, now it concludes me with the last question um, to ask you, how do you champion yourself at times where self-doubt may creep in?
1: Great question, um, and happy we're rounding it out this way. And I think that in chatting with you and just reminding myself of a lot of the cues and the triggers and the routines that I need to hit in my daily life to be okay is to remind myself of how far I've come. Mm-hmm. Um, again, every moment of that self-doubt as to remind myself that, Feel, you've been here before. But you've also overcome this before, mm. um, and then that finding power and stepping into that power and allowing myself to unlock the doors to my own future.
0: Absolutely, like it, it's a like you said, it's a it's a process, it's a journey, and it, it's a day by day thing too. Yeah. My, like, you know, some days are better than others, but being ever, being able to self-assess, yep, I think is key. Like, let me self-assess. Why was this day, you know, better than that day? Why was I more, you know, locked in, creative yeah. against the idea that I had here versus here and like really being able to... Do the work exactly.
1: On the daily, pour into yourself, you know. Take note to the thing that, again, excites you. Take note to the thing that actually dampens your mood and make adjustments accordingly. Period. Period.
0: Period. Period. <laughs> well, I want to first thank you so much for joining me, Keepa. Thank you, Kia. Well, I'm, I'm Thank this you so much. Great. We need, like, thank I need this. this. I need this. I love, like, Connecting my friends, right? This is my first time not being in person with my guests, but still being connected at the same time. And I think these type of conversations during the state of the world is necessary, just as individuals, as we plan to be outside at some point in time, yep. we want to be able to be outside, but at our fullest potential or at our highest frequency, right? You know, yep. by our highest frequency. So having these conversations are only to continue to expand and, you know, reach our goals and what we find as um, our own pursuit of happiness and joy. And this thing we call life Because you know, it's not promised, but we still here and that's what I'm grateful for every day. Exactly. And thank you to you for being so
1: courageous, for having a platform for, People and creators and yourself to essentially talk about their deepest fears, you know, and overcoming that. I this feels like such a weight lifted off of me to be able to have this conversation with you and you, my girl. So this is just this makes my spirit feel really, really good. Yeah, so it's like once
0: you get it, once you get it out there, now it's like exactly on to the next. Cause right. nothing it's else will back. What well, you know, once it's when you have a weighing on you heavy on your heart or in your mind, it's like it kind of sometimes feels like it is trapping you, you know? Mm-hmm. Once you put it out there, once you put it in the universe, it's like, all right, this but this is what I want. Yep. Now it's like, okay, it's as they say, you know, depending on what part where you are in your life, your fears change. They, you know, you overcome them, you develop new ones, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just pray that you know, which is why I had to read your receipt. Okay, honey, that you are doing the damn thing. Okay, now so where.
1: Thank where? you. <laughs> Appreciate you, darling.
0: Yes, of course. Well, I like to close on the episode with a quote that relates to my guest's fear. So the quote that I have is: "Sometimes the hardest part of the journey is believing that you're worth the trip." Glenn Beck
1: love love bars it's knocked on my heart right now love it Thank like when you i fear. hear
0: that, i'm like wow
1: that's it that's it that's it and as long as you know you're enough there's no stopping
0: you period and with that being said guys i want to wish you again love light, like, peace of mind while you're inside your homes jeep do you have anything you would like to say to the listeners before we
1: close out? Yes, peace and love listeners. This is a very, very strange time and I don't think that anyone has the answers. So uh, give yourself grace, be kind to yourself, allow yourself to process as you need to. But then also remember that there is another side to this and that this isn't the end and we will be outside and we will be able to accomplish all of our 2020 goals. So don't put that to the wayside. Don't stop fighting and just holding your friends accountable, holding yourself accountable and just walking in your light and your purpose.
0: Amen. And with that being said, it's your girlfriend's Kia, Jifa, and we out. Peace. Peace.